Let's talk analytics. Trust me, I know it can sound totally boring, and if you're like me, you might resist looking at stats because you got into being a content creator expressly because numbers were not your thing. Or maybe that's just me. But here's the deal. Understanding your Instagram insights can be a huge benefit to you and your growth. Even though the conversation about insights and the Instagram algorithm often sounds like it's a case of creators versus our robot social media overlords, but the truth is actually much less scary and a lot more boring than that. Your Instagram insights are simply a reflection of how your audience is responding to your content. Now, I will say there are some exceptions to this. There are certainly some known cases of Instagram deliberately censoring certain content, especially around social justice issues. However, this is pretty rare and might not really be applicable in your niche, to be honest. And it definitely isn't happening as often as people who shout shadow ban would have you think. In 99% of cases, your insights are a direct reflection of how your audience responded to your content, whether it was engaging and therefore whether the algorithm pushed that content to more of your audience or if it more or less stayed among only your diehard fans. Therefore, if you want to grow on Instagram, you need to understand your insights. Knowing what your audience is responding well to versus what they just are not that interested in is essential to crafting a content strategy that is going to contribute to your long-term growth. So, in this episode, we're going to go over all the different stats that you can find inside of the insights page within the Instagram app, what all these numbers represent, what they mean, what you're aiming for, and how to change your content strategy depending on the numbers that you find when you open up the app. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop-style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or one million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Before we get into the content of this week's episode, I have to give a massive shout out to the review of the week. This review is titled, Katie is the fairy godmother for us creators, and it says, I've just been binging all of your episodes, so helpful as always. Anytime I'm overwhelmed or I come up against a new hurdle in the life of a content creator, Katie's always there to encourage, inspire, and educate. She's like the fairy godmother of creators, always there with some soothing advice when we need it most. Love, Lucia, at ambrosias.table on Instagram. Thank you so much, Lucia. I really, really appreciate it. If you are listening to the show today and have appreciated it in the past, or maybe, you know, you're already getting some value out of this episode, then I would really appreciate you dropping me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It is the number one way that you can support the Creator Club. It allows me to keep 
putting more effort and time into this show and provide more value for you in these in-depth explainer episodes. And also, I really want to take a moment to say a special thank you to all of you listeners because it's all of your ratings and reviews that have led up to this moment, which is our first ever officially sponsored episode. Woo! So thank you so much. It really means the world to me. I started this podcast as a passion project and as a way to really sit down and share my thoughts on different social media topics in a more in-depth way than I really could on any other platform. And because of all of your support, it's become a legitimate part of my business. So Thank you so much. It's honestly a dream come true. And I just hope that you'll continue to support the show. I promise I will keep the sponsored sections brief, interesting, and we won't take away too much from the value of the episode. So make sure you keep on listening and leave those ratings and reviews because I really appreciate it. Okay. Thanks again, Lucia. Thank you everyone for listening. Let's get into it. The first step to understanding your Instagram insights is knowing where to find them, of course. You can find stats for each individual post by navigating to them on your profile and then tapping on the View Insights button. But what we're going to start with today is actually checking out the full in-depth insights panel, which if you're like me, maybe at different times you've kind of avoided because you're a little intimidated by it. But trust me, once we get into it, it's really going to be super helpful for you to understand what all those different numbers mean. So you can go over to your profile. There's going to be a button there uh, that says insights. This will be the case if you do have a business profile or a creator profile. You cannot see your insights with just a personal Instagram, which is why I really recommend getting a business or creator account. Within the insights panel, we'll be able to check out detailed stats for each of your posts as well. I know when you first open up this section of the app, it can feel like there are a lot of different numbers and your eyes can start to glaze over, but stick with me. For that reason, I'm going to break down the two main areas of insights that we're going to be interested in. One, audience insights, and two, content performance. We're going to spend a lot more time on content performance because in my opinion, what we can learn about our audience from Instagram insights is relatively limited really. And also because as always, I want to encourage you to focus on creating for the audience you want, not necessarily the audience you already have. As you move forward on this journey, you can use Instagram insights to check in and see if you're moving towards that goal audience that you have in mind. But for the most part, Keep your ideal audience in mind and just create for them and don't stress too much about who you currently have following you, especially if you are a smaller account or just getting started. Okay, with that being said, let's get into the insights. When you open up the insights section of Instagram, you'll see your audience as the first header and a see all button next to it. When you click on that see all, you'll get all kinds of demographics and info about the folks who are currently following you. Before you get too deep into it, make sure that you select the time frame that you're looking at. By default, it will show you seven days, but I would suggest going at it from a bit more of a macro view and selecting 30 days. That's going to be more representative because from week to week, things can fluctuate. So try to look at it from the widest time frame possible. Now let's chat about each of the numbers you'll see as you scroll down the page and what they mean for the content you should be creating. The first stat you'll find is your follower growth rate or how much your audience has increased since the previous time period. In this case, if you change it to 30 days since the last month, 
According to Plan, a popular Instagram scheduling tool, the average growth rate for a brand on Instagram is about 6 to 8% a month. So if you're hitting that mark with a little green percentage at the top of this page, then you're looking good. In my opinion, if you're using Reels regularly, you'll most likely see an even better growth rate. Right now, for instance, the Creatorly Media Instagram page is seeing a growth rate of 50% each month. And that's from a strategy of Reels and Tweet graphics. But that's maybe a story for another episode. Y'all can let me know over on the Creatorly Media Instagram if you want to see an episode all about how I've grown that account to about 1,500 followers in under a month. Below this stat, you'll see a graph that shows your follows, unfollows, and overall net followers each day. This can be helpful as you'll be able to see any particular days when you got a spike in new followers, which may be helpful in tracing back to anything contributing to your growth that the insights from your individual posts might not indicate. So what I'm talking about here is on an individual post, you can see how many people followed you from that given post. They may have found you from hashtags, from your content being shared, but if you got a shout out from another creator in your niche, or maybe a reel of yours really started to pop off because we don't really have reels insights yet, or maybe content that you made on another platform like TikTok or Pinterest or YouTube sent a bunch of followers your way, you'll be able to see that influx of followers reflected in this chart, but potentially not anywhere else on your content. So the main takeaway is this. If you see an influx of followers on any specific day, let's say July 2nd, for example, ask yourself, on July 2nd, what content did you make or what actions did you take that day and how can you replicate those to see the same results again? That question is really at the heart of the purpose of analyzing your insights, but we'll get more into details of that later. Just remember, that's the point here. We're not looking at these numbers just to judge ourselves or to get an indication of how good we are at Instagram. It's really to figure out, okay, when I got my best results, what did I do to create that? How can I do that same thing again to continue to see those good results? So back to the insights panel, scrolling further down, you'll start to see some basic info about who your audience is in a generic sense. You can see info about where they live, their age, and gender. As I was saying before, I would not suggest you live and die by these stats. It's far more important, in my opinion, to have a clear understanding of who you want to reach and then just to make content for them. If your dream is to make content all about New York City, it's fashion, food, and architecture, but all of your followers are from rural Idaho, that doesn't mean you need to switch niches and start making farming content. It just means that you need to keep researching new ways to reach that New York audience. Are there creators you can collab with? Are there hashtags you should be using or location tags? Stay focused on the North Star that is the audience you're aiming for. And don't get too caught up in who you currently have following you. Switching niches in order to follow your current audience is a really good way to end up unsatisfied and burnt out as a creator. Trust me. I'm speaking from experience here on my YouTube channel, following whatever content is performing with your current audience isn't necessarily the way to feel happy and fulfilled. So stay focused on who you want to make content for and just make that content. And yes, it will probably take a lot of time, but eventually that content will find the people that you're making it for. Finally, at the very bottom of the audience insights section, we see some stats about when your audience is most active on Instagram. 
This can be somewhat helpful in guiding your posting times, but really, I'm personally not convinced that posting at specific optimized times is really going to yield magical results in the way that a lot of people expect. I think a lot of creators, especially new ones, get hung up on when should I be posting? What's the best time of day to post on Instagram to get the best results? But Really, the most important thing is just that you are consistent. You post at a time that's going to allow you to be online and interact and reply to your comments. And that's where you're going to see the best results. So again, with this last section, it can be helpful to know. But in my experience, posting at certain times over others is not going to make or break your growth on Instagram. Have you ever wondered how the most successful creators on TikTok always seem to jump on the new audios and trends exactly at the right time? Do you ever feel like by the time you finally caught on to a trend, it's too late to make your own content? Well, don't worry creators because there's an app for that. Trend Talk is an app built for creators like you. As soon as you download the app, you'll be able to select your interests, niche, and location, and Trend Talk will get to work sharing the right music for you to use in your TikToks and Reels. You can browse the trending audios in your region and even the audios that are predicted to rise. Let me know if any of these sound familiar to you. <laughs> If they don't, then I can assure you they will soon because they are on the predicted to rise list right now. And if you jump on them soon enough, you might just have a viral hit on your hands. Using an up and coming sound on TikTok is one of the best ways to take advantage of the viral growth that the platform has to offer. If your video is one of the top for any given sound, that will give your profile a massive amount of traffic and therefore more followers. If you want to take advantage of the data and predicting power that Trend Talk has to offer, check it out by searching for Trend Talk in the App Store. Now that we've covered understanding your audience insights, let's talk about what I would consider the more interesting and frankly important half of Instagram insights, content performance. The performance of your content can be measured in a number of different ways which in my opinion breaks down nicely into two main categories, views and engagement. In plain terms, how many people are seeing your content and how many people are interacting with your content. Or in Instagram's terms, this is called impressions and content interactions. First, let's talk about content interactions. This is an important place to start because of how the algorithm works. In case you're unfamiliar, here's a quick crash course on how Instagram determines whether or not your audience sees your content. When you first post, Instagram will show your content to a small test group. It will wait and see if that test group interacts with your post through likes, comments, shares, and saves. If an adequate percentage of this test group interacts, then Instagram will show your posts to more people, test it again, and so on. Therefore, your reach and impressions are in some capacity determined by your content interactions. In general, my philosophy with content creation is this. Rather than trying to spend time gaming the system to get as much reach or views as possible, instead focus on making really good content and the high engagement rate and high reach will naturally stem from that. Okay, so we know we want to focus on increasing our content interactions. Let's talk about what these interactions actually are and how we can create content that will hopefully incentivize our audiences to interact. The four main ways your followers can interact or engage with your post are likes, comments, shares, and saves. 
Most of us are used to judging the performance of our Instagram post from likes. That is a mindset that it is time to shift out of, my friends. Likes are, first of all, not even close to an adequate measurement of your worth as a creator, so stop thinking that. I know you've probably thought that at least a time or two because I have as well, but it's not true. And second, they are not even the most important type of interaction as far as the algorithms on Instagram are concerned. So let's talk about these different kinds of engagement in order of priority, starting with shares. Some people will say that saves are the most important metric that the algorithm is looking at when they rank these four. And while that could be true, I honestly don't think anybody really knows how Instagram values these different metrics and to what extent, but I'm prioritizing shares in my ranking because of their power for organic growth. I know most of y'all listening are working on growing your audiences, and while saves definitely tell the algorithm that your content is high quality and worth showing to more people, shares actually immediately show your content to more people, either in DMs or on story posts. So we're going to start with shares. Shares are highly regarded by the algorithm because they mean that your content was good enough that your followers wanted to show it to other people. And that's huge. Let's just take a minute to think about how cool it is that any of our content ever gets shared at all. That's amazing. You created something that was interesting or impactful enough to someone that they wanted to share it with a friend or maybe even post it on their story and share it with their audience. When we're talking about insights, I feel like it can be so easy for the power of impacting one person to get lost on us as we focus on ever increasing these numbers. So I just wanted to take a second to acknowledge how awesome even getting one share on your content really is. Okay, so we know shares are important. How do you create content that encourages your people to share it? Here are a few common post formats for you to try out. Tweet graphics, educational carousels, and memes. These different pieces of content are all highly shareable because they provide some kind of quick win that people are able to communicate then through sharing it to their story or sharing it to a friend. Make sure, especially on your carousels, that each individual page provides enough of an impact that it would be shareable on its own. And then, of course, tweet graphics and memes are usually just one slide and they do the job quite well of getting people's attention and providing value. So if you haven't experimented with these different types of formats and maybe you've stuck to just sharing photos, I'd encourage you to try it out because these really pack a punch when it comes to shareability. Next up, we've got saves. Saves are another great indication to the algorithm that your content is good and that it should show your content to more people. Saves, in fact, indicate that your content is so good that your followers want to come back and look at it later. So how can we create content that is save-worthy? Well, many of the same types of content that generate shares also generate saves. For example, a high-value educational graphic is something that your followers may want to come back to time and time again or even editorial style photos that they find inspirational. Most of my top saved content tends to be either really, really informative or inspirational. Next in our lineup of content interactions is comments. These are so important. I really cannot overstate that. Firstly, because they provide a venue for you to directly connect with your audience. And secondly, because they indicate to the algorithm that your content was interesting enough that your followers took the time to actually respond to it. Again, that's huge. I'm blown away by the time that my audience takes to leave me their thoughts and share their lives with me in comments. It seriously means the world to me, and I hope it does to you too, when your followers comment. 
this is especially big in terms of the time spent factor. And what I mean by this is, and, and I just made up this term, but it's a part of Instagram's overall goal as a platform to keep us engaged for as long as possible. In fact, I'd argue that's their primary goal. At the end of the day, they want us to spend more time on their app than we spend on Twitter or TikTok or YouTube. The more attention Instagram has, the more attention they have to sell to advertisers. And that is what it's all about. It all comes back to the money, people. If you think about it, comments take people time. I know it might not sound like a lot, but if your content is responsible for keeping someone on the app even 30 seconds longer than they usually would, Instagram will want to take advantage of your superpower content and show it to more people. So how can you create content that gets you more comments? I find that I get the most comments when the post I make is about something maybe a little bit controversial or definitely conversational at the least. Now, I don't mean to encourage anyone to go out there and spout off controversial or offensive stuff for the sake of attention and engagement because goodness knows there's enough of that on the internet as it is. But what I am saying is, when you are bold and you speak your truth, whether it's opening up about your deepest insecurities or even talking about something that most people in your industry are not willing to talk about, that is when you'll really see the most comments. So try starting conversations either through your caption or through the imagery itself, and also make sure that you continue to nurture that conversation by replying and interacting with your commenters. And finally, we've made it to likes. Likes are, as I said, probably the least important metric of success in terms of content interactions. They take the least amount of time. People double tap almost on autopilot. It can be a decent first glance indication of how far your posts have gotten. But in general, I would say likes are kind of just a watered down version of impressions at this point. It just kind of shows you not really how many people saw the post, like a little less than that. So it doesn't mean a ton, and we'll talk more about impressions in just a minute. So don't get too stressed about how many likes you have is kind of what I'm saying. It can be kind of a vague indication of the performance of your post, but definitely not something to live and die by. By this point, you might be wondering, okay, I know what all of these interactions mean and how we can increase them, but what kind of numbers am I really looking for here? So we're going to break down a few common stats about each of these metrics, which you can find your numbers for this inside the insights panel. Then when you click into content you've posted, you can adjust the metric so that the posts are organized by like, comments, shares, saves, etc. So I'm going to share these stats in percentages, but the insights panel will just give you them as like raw data, like the direct numbers for each of those posts. So it might be helpful for you to calculate those percentages for your current follower count, even though some of the posts you've made you might have had less followers for, but this is all going to be very rough estimates. So you can use that percentage as a general guide to determine what sorts of numbers you should be aiming for. But before I tell you these stats, just remember, first of all, this is really rough. So like, don't, again, live and die by these stats because I've just kind of figured them out. Uh, but also, if you're nowhere near hitting these numbers, do not feel bad. It is really okay. All of this at the end of the day is just guides for us to try to work towards improvement. The most important thing you can do is really just improve over time 
you might not get to these goal stats tomorrow, but if you can increase any of your numbers by just one tomorrow, then you've made progress. So, okay, with all that being said, here are some industry standards and numbers that I have found out on my own experience for content interactions. For most of the research I did, I found that an engagement rate that is typically considered high quality would be anything 5% and above. Now, historically, engagement rates on Instagram have been calculated by adding together likes and comments and then dividing that number by the number of followers you have. So if you have 100 followers, then getting five total likes and comments, so let's say three likes and two comments, would be considered a good engagement rate. However, this is actually really variable by audiences. So normally for a hundred followers, I just use that for the sake of, you know, understanding what the percentage means. Normally, if you have a hundred followers, you would actually get a lot more engagement than that. Smaller accounts tend to have an engagement rate closer to 30 or even 50%, usually because with small accounts, the audience tends to be friends and family who are very engaged in that user's life, like they actually know them. So as your followers increase into the thousands and you're kind of getting into like the business or like influencer space, then 5% becomes closer to the actual expected engagement rate. Now, when it comes to shares and saves, there doesn't seem to be very good data out there about what the averages are. So I can only really speak from experience. Again, this varies greatly depending on the type and purpose of the post, but I find that in general, I'll get about 10 saves for every 1,000 or so likes that I get on a post. Unless it's a carousel or a meme type post, in which case it will be closer to like 100 saves for every 1,000 likes. So again, this is a very rough estimate, but you're looking at saves that are in, you know, maybe a one to 10 ratio with your likes or even a bit less than that. It all depends on the type of content because some content is just not focused on saves or shares, like sharing a selfie with a really personal caption, for instance, that might get you a lot of comments and likes, but not a lot of saves and shares. Shares are also going to be hugely variable and really depend on the style of post but I would estimate a similar ratio as I did for saves. That's kind of been true for me anyway. Now, keep in mind, these are all really, really general estimates just based off my own experience because I wasn't able to like aggregate data from a lot of different accounts or anything. And if you try Googling for this sort of stuff, you'll find people are really obsessed with the engagement rate, but they don't talk a lot about shares and saves and what you can expect there. So again, these numbers might be helpful for you, but really the most important thing is just figuring out where you're at right now. Let's say you tend to get two shares on every post you make. Maybe your goal for the next three months is to work towards getting five or ten shares on each post. That sort of thing. It's all about incremental growth over time. Now that we've covered content interactions, let's go over impressions. Impressions are essentially the view count on your content. This gives you a sense of how many of your followers got to see your post. Inside Post Insights, you'll actually be able to see a breakdown of where these views came from. So that's if you click into an individual post and you tap on View Insights and scroll down, you'll be able to see this breakdown. So your impressions may come from home, which is like the main feed of Instagram, from your profile or from the Explore page or from other, which this other could include your post being embedded on a website, viewed on the desktop version of Instagram, or really any other place than your profile, the explore page, or the homepage. 
You'll also see a percentage here letting you know how many people were not following you that saw your content. This can be a really good indication if you're reaching new people, if that's a goal of yours. So this might be something else that you can work on incrementally improving. Right now, you might see that like 10% of your impressions are from people that aren't following you. You could work towards maybe getting that up to 20 or 30%, which is naturally going to help you grow your audience. So what are we aiming for when it comes to impressions? Ultimately, your impressions are a vague measure of how successful your post was at actually reaching your audience. You were able to generate the engagement you needed through content interactions to break through to bigger and bigger test groups, resulting in a larger group seeing your post. As with shares and saves, I wasn't able to find any reputable stats that shared averages on what Instagram accounts are getting impressions-wise, so I, again, can only share from my own experience on my personal account with about 20k followers, in the past year, my impressions ranged from 5,000 views on a post, which was kind of my lowest uh, in terms of impressions, to 17,000 views on a post, which was the highest that I got. Most of the time, though, it hung around like the 10,000 range, meaning about 50% of my audience saw the post. So that doesn't mean that they all interacted with it by any means, because my engagement rate is a lot lower than that than that, but at least they saw it. So I think that aiming for 40 to 50% of your total follower count as your impressions number is good. And what I mean by that is not necessarily your actual followers, not like physically 50% of your followers. I just mean that a general number to aim for would be take your number of followers, divide it in half, that could be a good goal for how many impressions that you would get on a post. And some of those impressions might come from people who are not following you. But anyway, I think that's a decent number to kind of aim for and work towards if you're not hitting it yet. And as with any of these stats, if you've already like far surpassed it and you're like, Katie, what are you talking about? Only 50% of your audience sees your post, then good going. Just keep working on that. You know, you can just keep working on increasing that. Or if you're already at a point where you feel like, you have your audience. You're not trying to just reach and reach and reach more people. That's an awesome place to be. You can just focus on serving them and how you can create value for the people that you've already got, which I think is something good to think about at every stage along the journey, but it just depends how much time you're going to dedicate to each of these ventures at different points along the way. Okay, at the end of the day, it's important to remember that these numbers do not really mean all that much. Yes, they help us determine what content works with our audience and what content will yield us that result that we're looking for. But if you take anything away from this episode, I hope it's that you remember that these numbers do not define you. They don't define your ability as a creative or a marketer. They're simply a tool we have in our toolbox to create better content for our communities. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.